Yes, it's episode 90 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously, very late on Sunday. It is 10 o'clock, no, 9.57. Um, it's, what did I say episode it was? Episode 90 of Griff's Brain Dump. Oh, 10 away from 100 to centenary. Woo! Uh, let's do podcast real quick. Short one. Uh, I'm tired. Just come out from Birmingham. Had a great gig with... Uh, Comedy Brunch and Kobo Events. Is it lunch and, brunch and Laughter? I think that's what they, their brand is. Yeah, it was really good up in Birmingham, um, in the arse end of nowhere in Birmingham. Now we just turn around and say, like, this is going to be a shithole. It's going to be a horrible shithole. Then you turn the corner and say, ah, oh, it's actually quite nice. Really nice here. It's like a Shoreditchy vibe. Um, but it's a cool venue, man. I liked it. And a lot of fun. Um, they said they did two back-to-back shows. It was me, Junior Booker, and Kane Brown with Ori Styler hosting it. And um, that was fun, man. Really, really fun. Um, met someone who uh, I've known online for a time. Um, shout out the Flyer Man, Taron Davis, the Flyer Man. He was there, so it's good to actually meet the guy. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool event. Um, had a lot of fun. Didn't know it was two shows. Rocked up, which is thought, yeah, I'm doing one show. I've got my train ticket to go back at seven, so whatever. And I heard someone as I was getting entering the building going to someone's buying tickets or collect tickets, even for the early show or late show. They're like, Oh, I feel late show and I was like, Hey? Okay, that's enough to do with me. Carry on. And then Booker and Ori are talking. And then he said, yeah, so the second show. And I was like, huh? No, I keep on hearing this second show thing. I, I don't know what this is about. Nothing to do with me. And then probably about 10 minutes before we start, Ori goes, you know there's two shows, right? I was like, no, nah, I, I didn't know that. He goes, yeah, I was going to tell you. <laughs> but it's okay. It's how you find. That's fun. Fun, fun, fun. Always fun. Being back in Birmingham. Oh, it made New Street look fucking fancy. It's lovely, New Street. What do they call it? Grand Central. It's a shopping centre that's all around the station. They've integrated the station so well into the shopping centre that it doesn't look like a train station inside. You know, like it's it's really hard to spot where the platforms are. Like it's, like it's good I wasn't in a rush because if I was, I would not be able to find Platform Four, even though it literally runs directly underneath the shopping centre. It's just, yeah, it's just so well integrated into into the building. Great design. Lovely. Absolutely lovely station. So, I commend you guys. Well done. Well done to Network Rail. Um, yeah. Um, connects to the ball ring. Needs to be right shit. Oh, the Palisades. That's it. That's what it's called. It's weird because, like, you know... The walkways are still the same, but everything looks different. So I was walking through and I was trying to remember, retrace my steps from... I graduated in 2010, so eight years ago. Trying to retrace my steps from that. But I swear there's a left here. Nah, I can't be this. And then boom, pops up. New Street. But um, that's not interesting to you, look. <laughs> Uh, gig there this week as well at uh, Fontaine's. Shout out to Daniel John and uh, Philio Huff putting on that show. 
Um, also, shout out to uh, Javier Costellas, Sarah Lee, and Brandon Palmer. They also performed. Shout out to all the boys who came to watch as well. Quite a lot of people came to show out to watch. So that was nice. Uh, some case specifically for me, which is which is nice. Granted, I was drinking with them before, and like, what are you doing after this drink? So I'm going to gig. Oh, I'll come. Yeah, it wasn't like they were fans or anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing like that. Um, what has happened this week? I don't think anything has happened this week. Um, no. Nothing's happened this week. Let's have a look. What's just trending on Twitter? Let's see. <laughs> Some British viewers underestimated how long NFL games take. Oh, what's happened here? The Raiders played the Seahawks in London on Sunday with the BBC allocated just one hour for live TV coverage. <laughs> oh my God, I've never seen the Super Bowl. Some people noticed this might be an issue. But like the, the pre-show. Here you go. Overheard on the Marlborough to Wembley train. Fan one. Two pints before. Two pints at the game. Two pints after. Probably leave the stage at 9.30. <laughs> Fan two. 9.30? But I thought the NFL game was an hour. Fan one. Um... <laughs> oh, dear. Someone else watching Seattle versus Oakland. Never been to NFL game, but always want to. Think BBC Two only scheduling the hour for it is optimistic. That is mad. Just an hour though. Um, I mean, they could watch it on the red button, so it's not that big of a deal. Oh dear. That's unbelievable. But yeah. Okay, that's that's what's on that's on uh, thing. What else? The cry. I'm not gonna watch that. Butterfly. Guess that's some other some other shit. Oh, Bachelor Boys performed on Strictly. Uh, all right. Oh, there you go. TV seemed interesting this week. <laughs> um, no, nothing's really happened, has it? Uh, some. White ladies up and down the world trying to get black boys arrested for shit they haven't done. For the American lady trying to get a nine-year-old arrested for sexual harassment, touching her ass. When it was in fact his bag. I mean, look, all right. I'm not saying women should accept this, all right? Any race. But let's just assume that he did touch her ass. Like, there's evidence and video and it's all come out that he didn't. But let's just assume he did. A nine-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. a nine-year-old touched your bum. Yeah, like, if you hold a baby, it'll grab your boob. Are you going to, like, try to get a baby arrested? You need to control your baby. Your baby needs to respect women. Respect boundaries. I'm calling the cops. Your baby thinks he can just go around grabbing women. Huh? Huh? You think that's okay? I mean, 
fucking toddler sits on your lap, plays on your hair. I did not consent to you touching my hair. I mean, all right, granted, it gets to a certain age. 14. Yeah, okay, you might have some sexual thoughts at 14. Touching a woman's ass, yeah. All right, you've overstepped a boundary. But at nine, at nine, even if he did touch her ass, could we just assume it wasn't sexual? I mean, I would assume. If a nine-year-old child touched my ass or touched any part of me, I'd be like, well, that must have been an accident. You know what I mean? Just as a rational human, rational adult, that must have been an accident. I can only process that as an accident. Just absolutely wild trying to call the police on a child. And then second one I saw was uh, this black guy going into his luxury condominium complex. And this white lady, because she opened the door with her fob, and I think he was walking straight in behind her. She's like, excuse me, block away, where do you think you're going? And he's just like, um, to my apartment. She said, but do you live here? Now, I like this attitude because it's one of those ones that you can just leave it. He could have easily proved he lived there because she said, oh, do you live here? Where's your fob? He could have like, oh, here's my fob. Here you go. But guess what? He doesn't have to. So, piss off. So, what are you asking me questions for? It's like the tone, isn't it? You know, there's a way you could find out just by being nice. You live Oh, sorry, I ain't seen you before. How you doing? My name's so-and-so. What's your name? Now, if someone does that to you as you're trying to go in, you're, it's, you're a bit of a dick if you're like, piss off, don't need to talk to you. But she wasn't like that. She was like, I've never seen you before. I don't believe you live here. See, that's, that's, it changed tone. You really don't believe I live here. Fucking live here. And she was like, no, who, what, 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 what apartment do you live in? He's like, you don't need to know that. And this woman... He ended up pushing past her because she was just taking the piss. And she's right in between. She's going to do the tears. But she did actually say she felt threatened. But it felt like the tears was coming because it's like... It's like she knew she was in the wrong here. Like, she just she's in too deep. So now she's like, I just want to be your friend. <laughs> That's not how you make friends. Followed him all the way to his apartment door. Watched him open his door. And he was like, all right. Like, don't ever talk to me again, please. I don't want to be your friend. Good day. <laughs> it's just how calm he was. It was fantastic. This, oh, it's ridiculous. And then, so that wasn't sexual harassment, but it's just a white lady not believing a black guy should have been somewhere. And then the third one was in the UK. Now, we always look at these crazy Americans. So we're going, actually, going back to that last one, it's just funny how... Uh, you could... It's just, it's just the tone of someone can change everything. I came out of the station yesterday, right? And after, like, Hertfordshire, after midnight, they switch off all the bloody street lights in certain parts. And um, so I was like, I don't really like walking back from the station. It's, like, proper dark. If there's other people there, then it's, it's all right. But it's some long, dark road that you just start writing headlines in your head as you're walking down it. The 30-year-old man murder raped. They're like, what? The murder happened before the rape? So, yes. So, oh, God. But, um, yeah, I just don't want that. I mean, 30-year-old man stabbed. 
on the way back from train station. Don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want that. Not at all. So, you know, I thought, all right, I'll get a cab. You know, it's only a short cab. Uh, discussed with a girlfriend. She said it's a £3 minimum for the taxi. So, it should be about £3. Same around the corner. Very short walk. So, I get out. Look off the train. Go to the taxi. So, excuse me, how much is it to blah, 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 blah. That's my address, by the way. You don't need to know my address. And it's like £6. And I went, oh, okay. And then he went, what, do you want to get in the cab or not? I was like, what? He said, do you want to get in the cab? Do you want a cab or not? And I was like, mate, I just asked how much it was to someone. I'm thinking, do, do I want to pay that much? But now, no, I don't want a cab. Just <laughs> car for those to my face. I didn't want to do that walk, but I was like, and I had £6 on me, but I was like, I don't know. No, I don't want to give you fucking £6. Your fucking attitude, go away. But, um, well, yeah, the third incident was in the UK, though. Uh, London to Birmingham. So if I follow the story right, it was this lady. There's this young black boy, he had a bag on the chair. I think she wanted to sit there. And rather than just asking for him to move her, I think she started going, yeah, didn't pay for two seats. Move your bag. I think she pushed the boy. The boy started getting mad. So uh, Terrell, Terrell Lewis saw this, intervened, sat down next to the boy to keep him calm. And the woman just started going off on one. Slapped Terrell Lewis's hat off his head because he was filming her. Why is he filming her? Because she was going to make up some bullshit and did. And he had the foresight to see it because she did. Because when she came off that train... What did she do? Reported them to both for sexual assault. Sexual assault. How are you just you know, casually dashing out sexual assault allegations to people? How can you do that? Like if uh, if you have ever had if you've ever been a victim of sexual assault, I doubt you're throwing it out casually. Which to me gives you the impression that she's never been a victim of it. And she's just a manipulative cow. It goes back to my mental health thing I was talking about last week, right? It's just, you got real victims, real people being through shit. And it's hard to understand them and believe them and empathise with them because there's too many attention seeking pricks in between. Just jump on the bandwagon. I'm not doing that thing where, oh, sexual assault's only where, you know, a woman gets dragged into a bush. No, I'm not saying that. It happens in a myriad of ways. But what I'm saying is there's some things that are sexual assault and there's some women and some men, just some people who claim to be victims who bloody aren't. And then there's other people just out and out fucking liars. And that's kind of psychotic. No, it's very psychotic. Now imagine if no one's filming. These guys now have to appear in court. Or sexual assault charges. Sexual assault charge, you know? And that's kind of mud that sticks as well. Fucking trial by, by public opinion. Fucking hell. This is mad. Lucky he filmed it. Imagine being fucking charged with sexual assault and you've done nothing. Not even one of those great area ones where we got drunk and we was hanging out and kissed where it went too far and 
I can't remember what happened. She can't remember what happened. Like, no, 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 not that. No, no. You come and harass me. I don't retaliate. You get angry. Then you assault me. I don't retaliate. And then because you're so angry that I've retaliated that you then go off to train and falsely accuse you of sexually assaulting you. Are you nuts? Oh, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't know know what to say. But I don't want this podcast overrun um, at all. I don't know if I've done. There's no actual minimum this podcast has to be. But um, let's just move on to Dear Deirdre then. Because I have nothing to say. Um, I said not not in a great mood. But um, that's not for the pod. Right. My husband found that I cheated on him and he's threatening to tell the world. Doubt it's the world though. Like, who, who are you though? Like, calm down, darling. <sighs> I had an exciting, sexy affair, but it triggered a string of events that blew my life apart. I'm 34, my husband's 39, we have two young sons. And for years, we were fine. Then my husband lost his position as a marketing executive. He kept on applying for jobs and he kept getting turned down. Um, In the end, he gave up on the field and started driving the cab instead. He hated the driving, the traffic and the hours. I could see he was getting depressed. But when I said anything, he got angry and told me to leave him alone. He rarely spoke. See, let's see. This happens, people. If you're in a relationship, uh, try to make cheating as difficult as possible, you know? He's uh, he's angry. So, what's going to tempt her? Just a bloke who's not angry. Not a guy who's relaxed and chilled. Just a bloke who's just not angry. That's now sexy to her. Because you're so angry. Um, he rarely spoke and the house was a miserable place. See, one night I was, at, I was out in the pub with a mate when a friend of hers came on to me. He's 33 and he has been good friends with my mate since school. But when she went to the bar, he was out and out flirting with me. Hope it wasn't Louis C.K. style. Dicks out. Uh, the next day, my friend got in touch and said he asked for my number. Oh, your friend is a piece of shit because your friend knows you're married. So what's that? What's that? What kind of mate's that? If someone asked me for my mate's number who's married, my response is no, he's married. No, married. Just girlfriends. You know how many people have asked for some of my friend's numbers? One in particular, actually. They always ask. Is he uh... Your friend, he's one who happens to be a uh, professional athlete. <laughs> oh, my friends from uni, all the girls from uni, how comes he never, how comes he never comes and visits you at uni? It's like because he's busy running, being an athlete, and uh, like, oh, but hey, cut off. I don't pass on the message to him, hey man, here's the profiles, all these girls asking for you. No, kind of dick moves that. So next day, my uh, friend got in touch and said that he had asked for a number. I told her to give it to him. Fucking hell. See, now there's a third party involved in in the mess. That's ridiculous. Like, if... Yeah, I don't even want to be involved as a friend. If you want to be sordid and have an affair, I'm not involved. I'm not facilitating this. Um, I knew it was wrong, but... A part of me thought, well, why the hell not? I felt alone in my marriage and desperate to feel a man's interest again. We started a full-blown affair, but I knew in my heart 
that he wasn't a passion my husband who used to be handsome wow and loving and witty before he got ill what is ill now jesus then my husband found out that i had an affair and threatened to tell the whole world again you fucking egotistical cow who is the whole world you just mean your family I panicked and made a terrible accusation that he was abusive to me. Fucking hell. They're all, all the crazies out. I was lying, but now feel trapped by those lies. He left our home and moved in with his mum. Uh, we don't talk at all, except through our lawyers. I still love my husband. It's all gone so wrong, but I feel like he drove me to it. You are a fucking cow. How about you take some fucking personal responsibility for your feelings, for your behaviour? How about that? Unbelievable behaviour there. It's unbelievable. Um, let's see what else there is. Uh, let's see. Alcoholic hubby. Our son has had enough of his dad's drinking problem and says he won't show up to his funeral if he dies. Wait. What? Cars beeping. I'm not involved. My husband is 68 and he's always been a heavy drinker. I've got used to it over the years. He'll say hurtful things while drunk, but it's just a drink talking. Not really him. No, not true. Not true. What drink does is it pulls back your, uh, it lowers your inhibitions. That's what. That's the actual effect of alcohol. Lowers your inhibitions. So the things you actually say and do is what's been bubbling under the surface. But then you've got that layer that lets you interact with society. That drops. I'm not sure what part of the brain is controlled by that, but that's what's affected. Uh, so, yeah, that's why people do some mad shit. But the mad shit they're doing isn't created because they're drunk. Nope, no, 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 no. So you ever got a mate who's had sex with some of his butters and they go, oh, man, it's because it's just the beer goggles. No, it wasn't. Weren't the beer goggles, mate. Okay. Those are your real goggles. Who was the beer goggles? The beer goggles made you see clearly. I like to call them the beer balls. They gave you the balls to do what you really wanted to do. You've always thought she was sexy enough, but because you know your mates thought she was hideous, you're like, nah, I can't bang that. And then the moment you had a sniff of alcohol, it was like, oh, the drink's taking control of me. Fuck it, man. Anyway, um, last week, he and I had a week in Spain with our 41-year-old son and daughter-in-law. My husband hit the bottle, as always, and was rude to our daughter-in-law when she suggested he'd had enough. Well, oh, dear. Oh, um, Nigel, uh, uh, you're slurring your words. You, you vomited on the dinner table and your cock's out. Maybe you should, you know, not drink anymore. Just just tonight. Do what? Just for the next hour. Hey, the fuck is she? Dad, that's my wife. Who the fuck are you? You even my son? Oh, Nigel, why do you say such hurtful things? Because you're a whore! <laughs> oh dear. I bet this woman is so fucking lovely. Just, I reckon this woman's like, just wonderful. She starts to get used to his drinking. Oh, he's just saying it because he's drunk. That's a proper Stepford wife. I've always fucking hated you. Hey. I used to be someone. I could have been someone. And then I met you. And you fatty all up. Okay, Nigel. 
You're just drunk. That's the trick talking. Listen, you tart. <laughs> I hate you. You were never attracted to me. I used to date supermodels. And you went and got knocked up. I fucking hate you. Okay, Nigel. Would you like another drink, Nigel? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. My son now says that if anything should happen to his dad, I shouldn't expect him to be at the funeral. I was shot. Well, your son's saying that now, but, you know, funerals are free to attend. So I'm pretty sure he'll turn up for a lovely spread, eat some volivons and some sausage rolls, and it'll all be good. Okay. That's the next one. Wow, this rain is proper caning it down. No, I don't have a coat. Right, dear Deirdre, I'm risking my family life and wedding for sex with girl half my age, but I want to hang on to both. Well, first of all, let's hope that you're, you know, over the age of uh, or 32, at least. Because if you're... <laughs> Quick maths! Because if you're 24, son, and you're risking it all for a 12-year-old, fire to you. Now, I'm getting married soon, but risking everything for no strings, sex of a girl half my age. Well, if it's no strings, carry on, sir. Nah, I'm joking. All I can think of is how to hang on to this passionate affair and keep my family life going at the same time. Greedy, wants it all. I'm a man who's 38. Um, I've been with my girlfriend for 12 years. She's 35. We have two brilliant little boys and another child on the way. When my girlfriend's pregnancy test was confirmed, I was delighted. She wanted to phone her friends with the news and then watch her favourite TV show, so I went out to celebrate by telling my mates down the pub. There was a girl staring at me. She could sense your virility, my friend. Every time I glanced at her, our eyes met. She was a stunner. Um, but obviously interested in me. I guess she was about 20. Well, how old are you? You're 38. So is she 19? Maybe, yeah. I was late approved rights. Um, I went out for a breath of air and I could be really pedantic, you know, 20's not half of 38. Anyway, uh, and she followed me. She invited me back to hers and I went. Fucking hell. No rapport, didn't even chat, nothing. Just fully just saw you. It's like, I want that cock. I want that penis. Ooh, I spotted you from across the bar and the pub. I want that penis. Um, we had amazing sex, not once, but three times. I see why you've got the kids, mate. Go on, son. Um, it seems she would stop at nothing to please me. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like every bloke's dream come true. She knew I had someone in my life and two small children, as she had seen us out together, but she wasn't bothered and said that she wanted me to be her no-strings partner, just there to satisfy her sexual needs. I felt terribly guilty, but I could not wait for another sesh with her. She has bought sexy lingerie and sends me pictures of her in it, ready for our next session. Jesus. My long-term girlfriend and I have recently decided to get married. I know it would destroy her if she found out, and it would spell the end of our wedding plans and family life. But I don't know what to do. I know I will give in to this girl again. I cannot resist what she is offering me, but the guilt is affecting my work. Can I lead a normal family life at the same time as having my affair? I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can. 
Maybe you can, but uh, I wouldn't. Um, I, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest doing that, my friend. Um. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um. I wouldn't suggest that. You you should just what you should do is try to forget about it, don't confess it, and just hold on to those memories in your wank bank and hope it never comes to surface. And if it does, deal with the shit storm when it blows up in your face. Terrible advice, but that's what I'm gonna tell you. Right, um how long have we done? Twenty-eight. Alright, one more and then we're out of here. Um Dear Deirdre, I'm having sex with my son-in-law and do things with him that I've never dreamed of. Oh, Jesus. I'm having the best sex of my life with my son-in-law behind both my daughter and my husband. Behind the backs of both my daughter and my husband. I'm 45, my husband's 48, our daughter's 26, her husband's 29, and the little girl is four. Um, They came round to us for Sunday lunch a couple of months ago as my husband had a bad back. (laughs) <laughs> so I needed a young man with a good back. And he gave me back shots bareback. Broke back mountain. No, uh, anyway, my daughter volunteered her husband to help sort out some things in the shed that needed to go to the tip. My son-in-law and I managed to clear a lot of stuff, but I lost my balance when I tripped over an old pot, paint pot. Okay. So what's that got to do with anything? We shared a bottle of wine over lunch. He he caught me. And then he kissed me. Oh, right. Sorry. I, the way this is written is terrible. So you're basically saying you was pissed while cleaning out the shed. And because you fell, you fell into his arms like a film. And he looked you in the eyes. You looked him in the eyes and he kissed. I responded. And his hand went up my top as we kissed. I was really turned on. I checked the family was still in the house. Then took my top and bra off and sat on the old chair and gave him oral sex. Wow. Jesus Christ. Bloody hell, Helen. (laughs) My husband's bad back has meant that we've not had sex for three years. And it was wonderful to feel desired again. My son-in-law said he hoped we could do it again sometime, and I agreed. We went back into the house, but I couldn't stop looking at him. I texted him a few hours later saying I couldn't wait for a repeat. He said he was looking forward to it, but he, but could he take photos next time? I agreed and told him he could do anything to me. Rah. My daughter works in a 24-hour garage and does nights three times a week. Her husband doesn't get back from work till 9pm, so our granddaughter stays with us then. I suggested to my daughter that it would be less disruptive for me to come to their house to babysit. Oh, wow. And get some cock. Now, imagine if the daughter wakes up to seeing that. Dad? Grandma? Whoa. Um, She thought it was a great idea. I now have sex with my son-in-law after putting my granddaughter to bed. It is amazing. I'm besotted with him and I do things with him that I've never dreamed of. My husband... And I get on and I never looked at another man before. But my body aches for my son-in-law. I know it's wrong. And if my daughter and husband discovered my secret, it would be devastating. But I can't help myself. Basically, dear Deirdre is just full of just horny, uh, scrupulous, disgusting people. Just like, you know, just calm it down. Can we just not just all calm down and just just be 
normal human beings. Alright? Let's just be normal human beings. Let's just stop trying to fuck sons-in-laws and mother-in-laws and father-in-laws and people half your age. Just stop fucking people that aren't your partners. Alright? Let's all agree to do that. Can we do that? Yeah? Alright, team? All right. Okay, uh, so next week, what am I doing in this current week? Uh, nothing. That's actually for your public consumption. I'm doing a private gig on Thursday at the Old Rams Brewery. It's an old brewery that they just have unlimited beer. Woo! So that should be fun. Thursday night. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. All right. So that's what I'll be doing on Thursday, getting hammered. And in the meantime, trying to get my left arm back to normal. I've got feeling back in it. I think it's all working again. I can use it. It's just weak as hell. So I've got to build it up. But I'm way too weak to go to the gym to build it up. I need to work on it at home first. Then get to a level to go to the gym. Then it's not embarrassing. I don't want people see me sweating, arm curling, 6kgs. Because my arm's got that weak. All right? I can't be stood there telling the story. Yeah, I had this problem in my arm. Just waiting for a waiting for a checkup from from hospital. Might have this genetic problem. So yeah, that's that's why my arm's so weak at the moment. Just building it up there. Yeah. No, no, I don't want that. Don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want it. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the podcast. That's episode ninety, and I'll see you lot soon. Bye.